Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, everyone on the Blog Talk platform, everyone listening from Facebook Live. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, September 23rd, 2019, and as always bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. So happy Monday, everyone. I trust that you had a fantastic weekend and that you also took some time to joy pamper yourself. You know what that is, right? It's that small something that you do that makes you smile, that gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling inside, that helps you um, to really just enjoy life and know that you are responsible for bringing joy to your life. So it could be simple things from a bubble bath to listening to your favorite music to a walk in the park uh, to working out to calling someone and simply saying I love you, checking up on a family member. It could be anything. But the most important thing that you need to remember is that it brings joy to you. So get yourself going and do some joy pampering yourself every day. Very, very important. So the fall season is coming in now here in Atlanta. And in the evenings, I can really, really feel the coolness of the weather. And that's usually how you can tell that the fall season is coming in because it's usually uh, warm or hot during the day. And then the evening time, you'll start feeling that cool wind, that chill over your skin. So I, I sense that the fall season is coming. And of course, for me, that's one of my favorite times of the year. But it's also for businesswomen an indication of, guess what? It's time to start working on your holiday strategy. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And then also, of course, we are going to be discussing, I've got a great lineup for you. We're going to be discussing some other things today as well, such as the five questions of leadership and authority. And also, I'm going to give you a book excerpt from Endless Referrals because this month we're wrapping it up. I'm going to give you a book excerpt from English Referrals by Bob Berg, and we're going to be reading from page 12. I'm going to back up a little bit because there is definitely a section in the book that I want to cover with all of you, and that is coming from, I believe, Chapter 7, Prospecting for Fun and for Profit, because I read back over this, and he says some things that I think are very valuable as you look at you know, developing new customers and clients and generating more income and turning prospects into clients and customers. And so I want to share some things from Endless Referrals with you today that I think that you are going to really um, be able to take some good notes on. And, of course, for those of you who are reading from the book, I am going to say that Prospecting for Fun and Profit is on page 85. However, 
uh, for the purpose of the show, I have highlighted excerpts that I'm going to be reading, uh, which are scattered throughout that particular chapter. So I'm not sure if you'll be able to follow right with me, but know that I will be reading from Chapter 7, starting on page 85. Okay, so I've got a lot of stuff. I've got all of my resources. For those of you who are watching me via video, live stream, Facebook community, I've got all of my notes and everything here just ready to just go and give you some awesome information today. Uh, so this is a good time to just identify your pen and notepad and know that you're getting ready to take some valuable information that you're going to be able to put to use right away. For those of you that have just tuned in, just joined us, hello, this is Trina Newby with Women About Biz and Successful Woman Radio. So excited that you are here with us today. We've got a lot going on on today's radio show, and so again, you're really going to enjoy it. For those of you that are new to the show, I just want to tell you who we are, what we do at Successful Woman Radio. You see, we're all about creating a positive environment where women can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income, of course, that you so desire, right? And I know for many women, you know, that could be that high five figures on a monthly basis or that high six figure on an annual basis. Um, But at the end of the day, we want to make some money, right? And we want to be able to not only make money to help ourselves, but many of us want to bless the lives of other people. Many of us want to plan out and do some incredible things. So, again, that's what this show is all about. It's bringing those resources and that information to you. And our theme all this month has been Strategy 2020. So each month we have a new theme. And uh, this month, I'm very serious about Strategy 2020 because as businesswomen, I want to encourage you and really press upon you the importance of developing a business strategy before the new year. Um, Because once the new year comes, guess what? It's going to take you about 60 to 90 days to really develop the strategy that you need to in order to implement a lot of new processes and techniques. So that means 90 days that you're not necessarily generating leads and generating more and new income. So I don't want that to happen to you. So I want you to to schedule time in your calendar, in your planner, to really make a decision to develop your strategy now rather than waiting to the new year to do that. And I know for those of you who who are procrastinators or are looking for that buzz, that energy to push you into doing it at the last moment, don't fall into it. It's time for you to become a proactive queen and do things ahead of time. So very, very important. I want to give a shout-out to all of my peeps on Facebook Women About Biz community. Let's see, we have Natasha. We have Abby, Carolyn. Hey, Carolyn. Hey, guys. We have Pamela Boudre. Hi. I'm so glad, Pamela, that you're listening on the show. So we've got other people that are dialing in, people that are logging in, um, tuning into the show. So, again, very, very excited about today's show and all of the lineup and everything that we have prepared and planned for you. And so don't worry. Uh, if for some reason, you know, you're not able to stay on the full show. I hope you are, but if not, you'll be able to listen to uh, the recording of the broadcast itself. 
myself. But, you know, I've had a lot of people to tell me that there is something different about listening to the live show. When you listen to the live show, um, I don't know, you, you can receive things a little bit different, you know. Um, and so if you can, always mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time. And, of course, lately we've been having – you know, te- technical challenges, let's say, we've been able to overcome them. But what I'm learning is that um, there is a little bit of lapse when you're trying to pull in Facebook live stream, and then you're also doing blog talk radio at the same time. And we simultaneously uh, broadcast these out. And so one of the things that I'm learning is that you really have to have, first of all, a Wi-Fi system that has a lot of bandwidth. Because if you don't have a lot of a lot of bandwidth, what's going to happen is you're going to end up uh, losing one or the other. The stream won't be um, smooth, and so those are some of the things that I'm learning. For those of you who are interested in, in simultaneously doing a podcast and then creating a group and broadcasting through the group, you should know that you can't just do it from your phone and you really need to have a high bandwidth Wi-Fi in order to make that happen. And even when you have that, you cannot use the same browsers. So for those of you who are podcasters, you're thinking about doing a live radio show, you know, take some notes on that, what I just talked about, because it is a challenge, but it's beautiful that we can um, and we are able to use technology in such a way that it can reach out to people. And so I've had a lot of people to reach out to me from Facebook who have heard the recordings of Successful Woman Radio on Facebook uh, when searching for other things and they're using the term success, the radio show sometimes pops up and they listen to it and they connect to us that way. So does it help? Does it allow you to reach out to people that you don't know? You better believe it. Even if it's just a few people, it is definitely, definitely worth it. Okay, if you guys hear a lot of chiming and stuff going on, I have a lot of people. For some reason today, everybody's decided to chat me up uh, and ask me questions before the show even gets started. But hold on, guys. Don't start chatting me yet. I've got good information for you, and it is definitely, definitely coming. And so um, what I want to do right now is I want to go ahead and start with the five questions of leadership and authority. Again, I want to go ahead and I'm going to start with the five questions of leadership and authority. Now, for those of you that are new to the show, every Monday I ask a set of questions that are um, it's repeated. Okay, if these questions are repeated and if you ask them of yourself enough, you are going to see some incredible results and changes in your life. Uh, And I'm talking about the fact that leadership in and of itself is most important when you are talking about developing a success strategy, when you're talking about building a system that is going to help you to generate the income that you desire, leadership is at the top when it comes to what you should be doing for your business. You need to become the best leader that you possibly can. And the five questions of leadership and authority that I've developed are are helping me tremendously, and I've developed the questions. 
but they are helping me. And so I know if I am following suit and asking these questions of myself, I know that if you ask these questions of yourself, you are going to see a big difference. So here they go. Question number one, am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? Again, am I clear with my role as CEO of my company? Here's something that you guys need to understand. If you're not clear about what you're supposed to be doing as the business owner, as the CEO, then the whole business doesn't have clarity because as the CEO of the company, you set the foundation and the direction your business is going. Nobody else does that. So, again, I encourage you to write your position description, what is expected of the CEO role, not just what's expected of you, what's expected of the CEO role. If you decided to hire somebody outside of yourself to run your company, what reports would you want to see? What would you expect of that individual? Because whatever that is, that begins to be your position description. Here's number two. What are my business priorities? And the priorities you should be looking at in business are sales, task, implementation, your daily workflow. Um, what are those? What about your marketing? What, what are your marketing priorities? And then number three is, do I have a bird's eye view of my daily workflow? Meaning, do I know what I'm supposed to be doing on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis? Do I have a bird's eye view of that? And then Number four, wow, number four is really important because one of the biggest things that I have learned is that even though you might be a solo entrepreneur, even though you may uh, only have a few people on your team, you cannot do it by yourself. What is the it that you can't do? You cannot become a success all by yourself. It's going to require you to have people involved, right? You're going to have to learn how to leverage the talent and potential of other people. What am I talking about? I'm talking about you creating a support team. I call it the power team, okay? So you have to allow your power team to work for you in helping you to execute your daily workflow. Why? Because as the CEO, you've got to get yourself out of that labor role so that you can become the visionary, the leader, the ambassador of your company. Last but not least, um, number five in the five questions of leadership and authority, do I have a delegation system in place to actually activate my power team? And as you guys know, I talk a lot about the difference between delegation and abdication. Delegation is when you assign a task or a project with instructions, with accountability, with milestones set in place. Okay, that's what delegation is. Abdication is when you hand over a task or a project and you don't look at it again, you're expecting whomever you handed it over to to just run it and connect with you whenever. And that kind of delegation um, is really not a good thing. You never want to abdicate to anyone because when you abdicate, you lose total and utter control. And you guys know being a business owner, being a woman in business, is all about being the queen of control, right? Let's, let's face it. This is the one thing, the one thing that you should be having control over. It should be your business. It should be your leadership authority in your business. So, ladies, there you have it, the five questions of leadership and authority. I hope that 
that you have, written them down, ask them of yourself as often as you need to, right? Remember, you are responsible for your own success. Nobody else, you are. And so the more you get clear on what your role is as the CEO and how to leverage the talent and potential of other people, the more aha moments you're going to have and the more success you're going to have with your business. 1223 after the hour. For those of you that have just tuned in, you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. And I'm Trina Newby, your host and your business success coach. Just wishing all of you so much love, so much abundance, and wanting you to be extremely successful. Well, guess what's coming up? Yeah, you got it. You know it. The holiday season is coming up extremely quick, right? And it is so important for you to be prepared with the holiday season. Why is that? Because I, I don't care what kind of business you have, pretty much everybody can take advantage of the holiday season. So what I want to do is I want to go over an article that I wrote last year entitled Five Ways to Market Your Business During the Holidays. And if you want to read that article, you can visit womenaboutbiz.net click on blog, and it's right there for the reading, right? But I want to talk about um, why it is so important to really start preparing now for the holiday season. And actually, those businesses that are extremely compatible, many of them have been preparing since June, July time frame, because there's a lot that has to be done. It's just like preparing a strategy, except for you're doing it for a specific theme time or themed event, okay? So here's the thing that you need to know and understand. Um, the fourth quarter holiday season can be celebrated and used to market to your customers, your clients, and it can be used by everybody. And this is the time of year where festivities, lights, fun, joy, giving, and plenty of big eating are expected by your customers, okay? And so now is the time to start planning. I want to quickly give you five ways to get started with your holiday marketing. Again, five ways to get started with your holiday marketing. Again, for those of you who are also members of the Facebook um, group, one of the things that you can do is you can click on units in the Facebook group. And once you click on units, um, I also have the five ways to get started with your holiday marketing along with some worksheets and things in the unit. So you can always go in there and pick up that information um, if you're part of the Women About Biz Facebook community as well. So let's go ahead and quickly look at the five ways to get started with your holiday marketing. Number one, you've got to select your star product or service, right? You know, you can't market everything. You're not going to be able to just push all of your services or products in front of people. And while you may want to have a sale on multiple products or services during this time of year, you still are going to have to have 
one product or service that you use to draw the crowd and build a campaign around. If you're in the travel business, it's got to be a destination that you're going to focus on. If you are in the service industry, you can't you can't market all of your services, so you need to figure out that one service. And some businesses that are kind of compatible with the holidays, they may even come up with a specific service to offer just for the holiday season, okay? Um, so that's going to be key is that you have to select your star product or service. And usually, here's the catch. Usually your star product or service will have a deeper discount than all of the other products or services that you actually offer meaning this is going to capture and pull the individual in and get them inquiring about what you have or purchasing what you actually have, okay? Now, one of the things that you need to know that you need to have, and this is on the implementation side, is that you have to make sure you have some good digital images of your product as well. If you'll be featuring a service, Work with your graphics designer to create two or three different digital images that's going to be representative of your service, okay? Both types of images should have a holiday background or a theme incorporated. And you know what else is that you have to really make sure that you have an attractive description that will bring value to your customer or client. Stay away from just providing the features. Who cares about the features, okay? Remember, in marketing, it's important for you to reach out and touch the pain point, to touch the instant gratification need, to touch the benefits um, of having this product or service, okay? How will it help beautify, relieve, or enhance the individual? And then number two, and five ways to get started with your holiday marketing is that you need to prepare your marketing campaign. And holiday marketing campaigns are, are different than your regular everyday marketing campaigns, right? You are targeting people during a time in the season when spending is normally high. The economy this year is doing really well. So, again, um, you have to prepare a different marketing campaign, okay? Now, it's going to be important. Now, while you may consider different multiple marketing advertisement strategies, it's just as important to know the most effective way you will be reaching your customers or clients, okay? That's going to be very important. So the one thing that you need to know is that, the 80-20 rule really applies here when it comes to holiday marketing, okay? 20% um, okay, of your customers is going to provide you with 80% of your sales. That's kind of how it works. And so, again, you want to make sure that you, you create special programs and campaigns and different things that are targeting your current customers as well because 80% of your sales can come from 20% of your customers, right? And so you need to understand how important it is for you to really build the campaign around your customers because they are the ones that can really give you a huge boost in your income during the holiday season, okay? Now, we're living in a digital world, right? And I know that a lot of the times, you know, we still want to market offline and there's nothing wrong with that. But to be honest with you, long gone are just handing out flyers to people and expecting them to somehow call us. The one thing that I want you guys to understand about marketing and holiday marketing is that 
the follow-up has to be in your control at all times. And I think one of the beautiful things about the Internet and digital marketing and marketing online is that you are able, if you create the right funnel, if you create the right type of e-marketing campaigns, you will be able to maintain control from the time you release your, your, your marketing campaign until the customer or client purchases from you, you will be able to control the follow-up. So it's, you cannot control the follow-up when you just hand a flyer to someone and expect them to somehow call you. Because remember, people are exposed to thousands of images and thousands of thoughts every single day. And so you have to have a way that you're going to reach out to these individuals and you have to have the control. So this is why, um, you know, understanding that we do live in the digital world, that we do know that the majority of people are searching for products and services via the Internet. And this is one of those times when Facebook advertisement, Google ads, this is one of those times where social media can really be taken advantage of if, you market properly, and if you have the right offer, this is why you've got to decide what your flagship product or service is going to be and not get people confused with multiple services in the beginning or multiple products in the beginning. Try to really focus on that flagship service or product that's going to draw them in. Then you can market to them other things, okay? Very, very important. I want to give you guys an example from a marketing standpoint of, you know, just what I'm talking about. And I have this example again in the article written on the Women About Biz website blog, Five Ways to Market Your Business During the Holidays. Now, you can read this article in two ways. You can click on the blog up in the top right menu bar, and you can read it from there, or you can click on channels and Click business marketing in the drop-down, and you should see the article there in business marketing as well. Also, if you are a member of our Facebook community, Women About Biz Facebook community, do know that you can click on units in your menu, and you can also get the worksheets and some other things as it pertains to how to market your business during the holiday season, okay? So what I want to do quickly is – I want to just share with you an example that I have of how you can begin to create your marketing campaign, and hopefully some of you might have an aha moment. Okay, so, for example, your star product is a homemade from scratch sour cream pound cake. Mm, I love me some pound cake, right? The beginning of your funnel is when someone clicks a link to receive a 25% off coupon if they order before Thanksgiving. So the next thing that happens is that they receive an autoresponder email with a 25% code to go ahead and order online with a link to, order, to the order form. If they order, they will be added to the general customer list where they will be sent emails on other products of the holiday season, even great holiday recipes. Now, if they don't order, they will receive up to seven more emails, which all lead up to the last day you can ship before Thanksgiving, with enticing offers that will compel them to order. So now that the funnel concept has been created, it's time to pull together the images, create an email template with a holiday header, write the actual email copy, 
shorten your copy for texting, and decide if you want to also use paid advertisements like Facebook ads or Google AdWords. So what I've just given you kind of is like an example. What I've showed you is that someone, for example, could be baking sour cream pound cakes from scratch and selling them during the holiday season, but they've got to have a funnel, a marketing system for everything to flow in. So what I just described to you was just that. It was a marketing funnel. From the time they connect with you until the sale is made, what is supposed to be happening? And of course, you saw that um, they got a 25% discount, which is a deeper discount. And oh, by the way, guys, Look, I'm just going to tell you right now, uh, long gone are 10% discounts, okay? Now, if you were selling something for like $500, then it may be worth getting a $50 discount. If you were selling something for like 100 maybe $10 might be good. But, you know, if your product is $20, $2 off is not necessarily going to incline somebody to necessarily get it. I'm just going to be honest with you. So you really want to look at the price point, and then you really, again, want to give them a deeper-than-usual discount. In this example, the person creating the sour cream pound cake is doing it at a 25% discount, whatever the cost is. They're going to get 25% off, okay? Now, don't forget that you can also, in your funnel system, create a holiday referral campaign just to reward your customers as well because they have tasted the pound cake and, for example, and can attest to the authentic and old-fashioned flavor, asking your customers to take a video of themselves eating the cake with a few words of testimony will be really great. It just sparks a lot of referrals, a lot of people wanting to actually have it. You guys remember the guy that when Patty LaBelle came out with her Patty uh, sweet potato pie, and the guy, he started singing Patty's song, You Are My Friend, this is the best sweet potato pie that I have had. Millions of people flocked to Walmart to get Patty's sweet potato pie. Whether it tastes good or not, oh, I'm not going to go into that. But I'm just saying that when customers are willing to do different things, you can give them incentives, right? You can you can do things to spark their creativity and get them excited about being uh, a part of your tribe to market whatever it is that you're trying to push out, right? Here's number three in the five ways to market for the holiday season, and that is use the power of video, okay? It doesn't cost you anything to start a YouTube account. Um, and I'm just going to let you guys know, this is something that a lot of um, digital experts have been talking about because so many people are shy and they stray away from doing video. But, ladies, you need to understand that video is queen in the digital world. All of the social media platforms give priority to it. Why? Because, because of this, your videos will be seen by more of your customers and clients. And here's why. Um, first of all, Google owns YouTube, for example. And when you are uploading your video to YouTube, YouTube allows you to post your keywords of what that video is relevant to. So a lot of the times you're going to see your video come up on the first page, if you don't have that many people doing videos in your niche category, a lot of the times you're going to see your videos come up 
before um, your website, before your blog, before anything, that video is going to come up. So this is why video is queen, and certainly you can take advantage of that during the holiday season. Again, we're going to go back to an example of the sour cream pound cake. Can you imagine the pound cake looking beautiful, maybe with some white drizzle icing and red cherries on top, going around in a circle, right, uh, and and looking so enticing, and then you cut a piece of the pound cake and you pull it out, and it's like looking like grandma's old-fashioned pound cake, right? You know, it, it's going to cause people to salivate. It's going to cause people to go, oh, I want to taste some of that. That looks really, really good. Um, and so, again, this is why video is so powerful. And then when you use the keywords, sour cream pound cake, purchase pound cake for the holiday seasons, pound cakes on sale, like grandma used to make it. When you use keywords and keyword phrases that people are looking at and looking for, video becomes a enormous marketing support for you. So again, right now, and this is really interesting because in the world of small business, we all know that right now we're not able to use social media like we used to. You used to could go on Facebook and put up links and different things like that, and all your friends would see your post, and you get a ton of people clicking on your link or coming to your event. It's not like that anymore. Facebook has really just taken control more than I would have liked for them to, and they are not allowing all of the people who become your friends to actually look at your post or see your post, right? That It wasn't like that before, but now it's closing in, and they are pushing anyone who's selling anything to having a fan page. And even when you have a fan page, you've got to advertise in order for everybody who's your fan to see your post. So, again, Facebook is tightening things up because they're wanting more of the marketing dollar from the large corporate world. They can't get it, letting everybody continuously have everything for free, right? They they pulled us in with the power of free, which is an example that all of us need to take. However, you know, again, it's not free like it used to be, which is why a lot of people are turning away from Facebook now and um, and doing other things to create their own private social networks. But back to number three, using the power of video. I really want you guys to understand how powerful videos can actually be. So it's important to make sure you have a link to the right page to capture contact information and provide them with a beautiful holiday image of your offer with an order now button because people are going to click that they want to read more in the description of your of your YouTube page, and you've got to make sure you have the links and everything right there for them. Here's number four, plan holiday social events. This is one of my favorites, something that I do a lot of during the holiday season. It's a great time of the year to be social with your business associates, your customer clients, families, and friends. Get your calendar out and schedule two to three holiday social events, and a customer client appreciation event. It can be held at your storefront location, your home office, your small, a small hotel room, a small banquet hall, a restaurant. The important thing here is that you're not having to compete with anyone, and I absolutely love it. And what do, what do I mean by not having to compete? Well, this gives you you know, direct attention from everyone focused on your products or your services. You can set up a display table. You can hand out coupons. You can give out 
prizes that are relevant to your business, and all of the attention is focused on you doing your planned holiday social event. That's the beautiful thing. Going back to the example I gave with the sour cream pound cake, right? You know, um, you could have a holiday dessert tasting, and the pound cake could be kind of like the dessert of the day. You could have it higher up on the table. You've got different desserts, but you could have it higher up on the table than everything else. Get one of those electrical turners that's turning around. You've got the icing drizzling off of it. Everybody's salivating, wanting a piece, and that you're going to cut at the almost at the end, right? And give it to people in cute holiday cellophane bags that they'll be able to take back with them along with being able to purchase a, a pound cake at a deeper discount during the social event. So, again, you can come up with all kinds of things, but I'm just trying to keep it very simple by giving, by taking the example of someone who's a baker and they're selling a sour cream pound cake and they are using that as the star product for the holiday season, Okay. Um, very, very important. The one thing I do want you to understand about the holiday social events, and, and I want you to remember, is that you are the CEO of your business, no matter how big or small. So when you have events, make sure you have someone assisting you with sales, because you need to be the ambassador circulating the room and mingling with your guests. And you can't do that if you're behind a table trying to sell your products and different things. So keep that in mind. And last but not least, in the five ways to market your business during the holiday season is to set up your Black Friday text messages. Oh, my gosh. This is so very, very important. Now, I do want to throw this resource out. E-Z, E as in Edward, Z as in Zebra, texting, T-E-X-T-I-N-G.com. E-Z-Texting.com is a very good texting app, and they actually have uh, a free service where you can text out to 250 people monthly, okay? And so for some people, that might be all that you need, but you can text out to 250 people. Then you can buy additional texts a la carte, um, or you can join um, one of their paid plans. So again, easytexting.com. Check it out. A really good service I've been using for those of you that um, listen to Successful Woman Radio. Many of you received my text, and I use easy texting to send that out to everybody. So here we are at our last idea for five ways to market during the holiday season. Set up your Black Friday text messages. Now, Black Friday, of course, as you all know, is considered the biggest sales day of the year and for most retailers. So most people are out with family and friends shopping and enjoying festivities. So uh, so bad, so bad, too sad, but your email won't necessarily reach these individuals on this day. You need to know that right off the bat. Now, you can have Black Friday specials leading up to the day of Black Friday, but on that day, texting is always going to be best. Okay, so consider creating a mobile marketing campaign where you'll give deep discounts on not only your star product or service, but also other products or services throughout the day. You might even want to place a time limit on how long the deep discount on the product or service will be available, you know, like maybe one or two hours. Now, this is something that you need to remember. Do not, and I repeat, do not 
flood your customers' or clients' text messages, okay? The goal is to spread out three to four text messages throughout the day. It's important that you have your product sales page up, tested, and ready to go. There's no time to go back and try to fix your sales page when customers are actively trying to purchase. They'll just stop and move on to the next attraction. So creating an effective marketing campaign for the holiday season can be most effective and financially rewarding. It doesn't matter what type of business you have. So there's no time like now to get started with your research, planning, designing, and, of course, writing content to make this the best holiday season ever. So those of you who are listening from Facebook, give me some hearts. Give me some feedback. Let me know that you're listening, that you hear me. How many of you who are listening from the Women About This community, how many of you are planning to do a holiday marketing campaign? Uh, if you say yes, just say yes. Just comment, yes, I'm planning to do a holiday campaign. Let me know that you're planning it because, you know, again, we want to provide you with support. We want to provide you with information that you need to properly create a holiday campaign that people are going to pay attention to. And, you know, that saying the early bird gets the worm, well, honey, let me tell you, that could be more true right here because stores are going to start marketing the holiday season now from the grocery store uh, to the retail stores they are already putting up Halloween, Thanksgiving, and uh, Thanksgiving stuff. If you go into, for example, if you go into Home Goods, Home Goods is a store that sells like whatnots and um, different types of beautiful things for the home. They already have a lot of holiday stuff up. The Home Goods over here by me already has like different Christmas things up. So again, you know, the stores know all too well about getting a jump start on marketing for the holiday season. But as with anything, ladies, you know the secret. Come on, you know the secret to being more successful is that you got to create a system to do it in, right? You just cannot up and start thinking that you are going to just put some product out there and people are automatically going to buy. So pay attention to these five ways. And again, I want to tell you how you can read this article, Five Ways to Market Your Business During the Holidays. You can go to womenaboutbiz.net, okay, and you can click on the blog and you can read the article from our blog. And then also in the Facebook community through Women About Biz, you can also click on units. And I even have a holiday cash flow worksheet there for you. I even did a webinar on marketing during the holiday season, and it's all right there for you in the Women About Biz Facebook community. So if you're not a member of the community, an easy way to join the community is you can either go to facebook.com um, and look up Women About Biz. Don't get it confused with the fan page. You're looking for the Women About Biz group. And then request to join from there, or you can go and click on community in the top right menu bar at the womenaboutbiz.net website, and you can join from there as well. So, ladies, that's all I have on the five ways to market your business during the holidays. I'm going to be continuing to bring you information, up-to-date information, statistics, more ideas that you can use to leverage your marketing during the holiday season as we move forward. 
it is almost about maybe a quarter till a little bit after before the hour of one. And what I want to quickly do, I wanted to read to you from the book Endless Referrals, Prospecting for Fun and Profits. And I just wanted to read a couple things, but I'm going to cut that short. And so I'm going to choose to select something for you um, that I think is very, very important, okay? The author, Bob Berg, he, he gives us a lot of techniques that we can use to generate referrals and streams of income for ourselves. So he says, you know, in his 20 years of prospecting, people will answer that question in one of three ways as far as do you have time to talk with me? And he's talking about warm leads, right? He says they're either going to say no, right, that they don't have the time. They're either going to say yes, you know, this sounds good, I have, I have time. And he says beware of those people that say yes because sometimes they may not want to make a quick decision. And then he says the people who say yes, I have just a little bit of time and you're going to have to hurry up because I have to get away uh, to a meeting. He says usually those are your decision makers, right? So he says, the one thing that you need to know is that there are three parts to what is known as the marketing bridge we all need to cross when working with prospects. One, do they need it? Two, do they want it? And three, can they afford it? And you better know that that last one, number three, can they afford it, is very important. He says whether or not they can afford my fee will often need to be determined at that time or later, depending on your line of work and the products or services you represent that may or may not be the case for you. If you are in business where you can pre-qualify the wants and needs of your market, that is great. If not, you'll have to make a few more calls to that individual in order to qualify the same number of prospects. He says, if the prospect does show interest, it might be appropriate, depending on the situation, to further qualify her position by asking, you know, who else will be in the decision-making process, you know? That, of course, is much more tactful than saying, are you really the decision-maker or are you just pulling my leg? You want to know if they are the individual that can make the decision. Now, for those of us who are micro-business owners, usually we're doing one-on-one with people, and we already know a lot of the times that they're decision-makers. But if you have a business where you're reaching out and doing business-to-business prospecting, you know, the secretary is not always the person to make the decision. So the first way of asking shows respect and giving our prospects an out without causing embarrassment. And then he says where the selling process actually begins. Where does that process begin? He says from the time that you qualify an individual and determine that they are the decision maker, from this point on it is a matter of making a good presentation by asking questions to determine the wants and needs and being able to answer objections and closing the sale. This is where I want to stop because I wanted to read that to you all because here's the thing. A lot of people are not closing the sale. They are not really making their helping their sales closure ratio to go higher. Why is that? Because you don't know how to really formulate the process 
of working with your prospect in the first place. If you're a service provider, you really should be having a client intake form so that you can make sure you're asking that person pertinent questions, relevant questions, so that you can take those pains that they're having or that need that they have, turn it back around, and use that in helping you to close. The same thing with um, products, right? It doesn't matter what the product is. If you ask the person what type of product are they looking for, if it's perfume, for example, you can ask them, do you like the sweet smell? Do you like more fresh, clean smell? What do you like? You can better then turn around and know which perfume to actually recommend to that individual because you know that they're going to like it, right? Um, and it goes with almost anything, whether it's a product or a service. What you need to get and understand is that before you can actually sometimes start selling to an individual, you got to first find out what their need is or what their pain point is or what their instant gratification need is. What are they looking for? And, of course, don't forget, during the holiday season, instant gratification is really running rampant, right? There are so many people who save money just to buy gifts all you know, for all of their family and their friends, they have extra money to spend because they've saved and that's a part of their enjoyment for the holiday season. So again, you know, you really want to be able to take advantage not of the person, but take advantage of the things, events going on and be able to be the solution provider to that individual for whatever it is that they actually need. Don't forget that. So very, very important. And now what I'm going to do is move quickly on, and I hope you guys are liking this information. I told you I had a lot of information to share today. Hopefully you guys are taking good notes and you are going to ask yourself the question, how can I apply this to my business and make this thing happen for myself, okay? So last but not least, I want to get to our theme topic for today. Of course, our theme all this month is Strategy 2020. And today I want to share with you the topic habits, another key to your success. Well, let's look at habits and what are habits and why are they so important? So habits are a necessary set of actions and thoughts that allow us literally as humans to automate repetitive tasks and thoughts. If we didn't have habits, it would take us large amounts of time just to accomplish the smallest of tasks. However, there are some habits, ladies, that work against productivity or taking action, and it's those types of habits that you must identify and learn to eliminate in order to thrive and accomplish your business goals and your dreams, okay? Now, habits are formed within the subconscious mind, and your mental system does not determine which habit is good or bad, but you can determine in your conscious mind which one is. Your habits are processed and recorded based on your repetitive actions and thoughts. If repeated enough, your subconscious mind accepts the habit and brings it up whenever it detects the repetitive task or thought that originally built the habit itself. So, for example, if you have a tendency to procrastinate whenever you feel overwhelmed, your subconscious mind will bring up that habit every time you're trying to overcome a challenge or handle a complex task, and it's going to cause you to procrastinate. So while eliminating a habit can be a challenge, it's necessary to do 
if it is preventing you from having what you want in business. And as the CEO of your company, you need to understand that if your business is not functioning like it should, if you're not leading your business in the right direction, a lot of times it has a lot to do with your habits as a leader and whether or not you have been the type of leader that your business needs in the first place. So what's the solution? How do you begin to replace negative habits that wreck havoc, H-A-V-O-C, in your life, in your business? How do you begin to replace those? Well, you must use the same process that is used in creating the habit. For a period of anywhere between 21 to 90 days, you must repeat the opposite of the habit that's contributing negatively to your goals, to everything that you want, to you being the best leader for your business, and you must replace it, write over it, just like you're writing over a file on a hard drive. You must be able to write over it with a positive habit, and the only way you can do that is that you have to take action to the positive habit every single day. So, for example, if it's procrastination, whenever you feel overwhelmed, you must push yourself to take immediate action instead of procrastinating. Doing this repeatedly and experiencing the positive results will signal your subconscious mind to accept the new habit. What you need to be aware of, ladies, is that the subconscious mind will repeatedly bring up the unwanted habit until it gets the message that you don't want to use it anymore. So your level of commitment to breaking the unwanted habit must be stronger than the negative habit itself. So very, very important. So I want to challenge all of you this week. What I want you to do is I want you to identify negative habits that are preventing you or getting in the way of you accomplishing your business or life goals, okay? I want you guys to, to do that. And what I will do is I am going to actually put up um, the worksheet, okay? I'll hold this up. I'm going to actually put up the worksheet so that you can print it off from the Women About This Facebook community. And um, it basically says identifying negative habits. And I want you to use that worksheet to identify habits that you have that are working against you. It could be habits about your leadership. It could be habits about literally about almost anything, but you know that it's wrecking havoc in your life or business. You know that it's really contributing, and you really need to improve in that. It could be the habit of procrastinating. It could be the habit of doing things at the last moment. It could be a habit of always negative self-talking. You know, you come up with good ideas, and then just as soon as you come up with a good idea, you talk negatively against yourself and talk yourself out of the good idea, and then you get upset when you see somebody else do, do the same idea, and you feel disappointed in yourself. you got to stop doing all of that, right? And so you've got to identify those negative habits that contribute to that. Now, what does that have to do with you doing your strategy for 2020? Honey, it has everything, right? It has everything, girl, to do with it. Here's why. Because in order for you to see success in 2020, to see success for the rest of this year, heck, you have got to align yourself with knowing how to leverage the talent and potential of other people. you got to know how to bring yourself in alignment and become the ambassador and the CEO that your business needs. you got to know what's causing you to function the way you do. you got to know how to be optimally 
in charge. You got to know how to have that kind of energy that is going to get you to the next level, right? You got to know all of that. And that's not going to happen if you're not in touch with yourself and you're not in touch with the habits that could be wrecking havoc in your business and in your life. So this is why you need to identify them and you need to know what they are. And so there you have it, guys. You know, habits, the key to being successful, another key. I've given you some good information for today. And what I want you to do is I want you to figure out how you are going to implement it all. (coughs) That's going to be very, very important. And don't forget, for those of you that are members in the Women About Biz Facebook community, I am going to be posting the habits worksheet so that you guys can actually complete it. Very important. So I want you guys to make sure that you mark your calendar for every Monday. You know, as we move closer to the holiday season, I'm going to be giving you more and more information about marketing your business. As we actually move closer to 2020, I'm going to continue on with Strategy 2020 and things that you can do to build your business and make it happen. Um, For all of you guys who won the prize on Endless Referrals, I will be sending you a link uh, for the the Endless Referrals Getting New Clients Workshop. It is coming to you this week, Uh, so I'm very, very excited, and you guys will be seeing that a little bit later, hopefully before Wednesday, because the, the webinar is going to be next week. Well, that's all I have for right about now. I'm going to go ahead and end the Blog Talk platform show. Thank all of you for listening. I see that we have a packed out board. I'm so excited that all of you decided to spend your time with me today. I want you to have such an abundant week. Don't forget to look at your calendar and make sure that all of your activities are supporting the goals that you want to accomplish by weekend, which is usually Friday. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.